Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, did the start of Raw, both warm, break my heart. Also, hello, it's Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller, where you're allowed to get really mad and go, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Also, just a bit of housekeeping. I am on my travels at the moment, so if anything looks a little bit weird, I'm doing what I can. Ow. We zoom into Raw after this, though, and after this incredible video from the Elimination Chamber reminding you what happened, how came Sami Zayn, and we all love him now, so someone's gonna have to get that ring and ask him to marry him quick. Cause he's still the most beloved man on the planet. So there you go, this loss to Roman Reigns didn't hurt him. And I know we're in Canada, but still, everyone just cheered him for ages. And when you stared into his beautiful eyes, you could tell this hit him right in the tum-tum. Also, it is a story and sometimes you do need tragedy. I mean, just go read Shakespeare. And Zayn actually addressed all this by saying, this means a lot to me. I can feel it right down in my tootsie toes, but I also feel incredibly guilty because I promised you I would beat the tribal chief and I failed. You could just hear the fans' reaction to that too. So this ain't goofy sports entertainment anymore. We are talking real emotions here. And Sammy then promised us that while the story isn't over, it is coming to its final chapter, which is why he needs to speak to Kevin Owens. They wanted to tell him sorry and thank you, but he knew at this point words meant nothing. However, they do now have a unifying goal. Kevin Owens wants to end the bloodline. Sami Zayn wants to end the bloodline. So why don't they come together and do it as a team? <laughs> See, I'm just dancing around like a dolphin at this point. I need it more than oxygen. It's not true, I'll die. Zayn was also aware what he had done to Owens over the last few months, however. This is when I need to address all the crazy people on the internet. They went, Simon, how could you like the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view premium live event? Because why would KO come out so late? And why wouldn't he cost Roman Reigns the title so that could go to Sami Zayn? Well, I'm going to tell you, well, no, in fact, Kevis. Because he did not appear at the weekend to help Sami Zayn, no. He did it because he knew that his family was in the front row and he knew that Sam's family was in the front row, which thankfully wasn't the case at the Royal Rumble because while he was getting beaten down by the bloodline, what did Zayn do? Absolutely nothing. This was another reason why he wanted to try and help out because he didn't think it was fair that Sam's family had to go through that. But as he said at the Survivor Series, he is done with Sami Zayn. He wants nothing to do with him anymore. And maybe if Zayn does want some help, he should go and ask his buddy Jay Uso. And that was that. I was on the floor. Who saw this twist coming? Kevin then walked off and the crowd just booed. So the twists and turns and emotional roller coaster with all of this. I know the WWE has let us down before, but I don't think we need to worry about this. I think they've got it locked on. So I'm giving it an up. Just keep giving me more is what Ryback used to say, and that's not true. He just wanted to be fed. Hilariously, just as Sammy was about to leave as well, 
Darren Corbin just jumped him when we cut to a commercial break, which was kind of weird. When we did come back though, Baron was going nuts saying, see, I told you this absolute idiot would lose to Roman Reigns. He's an embarrassment, he's a loser, and nobody should like him anymore. And the whole time, Sami Zayn was back at his feet, just going absolutely crazy. And I was like, that's exactly what he needed. Now he has a serious edge, not Adam Copeland. Corbin then said something along the lines of that he's let all of Canada down. And even though Adam Pearce and a bunch of officials had come out to try and calm Zayn down, apparently, that was the point of no return because they let Sam off the leash. He got in the ring. They had a big brawl and then ding, ding, ding. It's time for a match. Thankfully, this got some time too and I was a little bit worried it was going to be like the Cody Rhodes, Baron Corbin thing from seven days ago. Although you could still argue that would have been fine here. Once again, could we please all give it up for Corbin? He is just such an asset to any roster because he can fit a bunch of roles. He also whacked Sami Zayn's back for a while, which was horrible because obviously Zayn's back was still all screwed up from what Roman Reigns had done with it with a chair. Once again, the crazies over the weekend were like, well, I didn't think the attack was that bad. Oh yeah? Well, why don't you volunteer to get in the ring and take some yourself? Sam eventually got back into this with a DDT and a flip dive 2023 wrestling. But when he went for the halluva kick, he got wrecked by a clothesline and heat with the deep six. Now, the deep six is a wonderful maneuver, but it never beats anybody. So it's officially going into the same category as the blue thunderbolt. After that, Sammy basically did fire up and he did get the halluva kick and he got the one, two, three. And this was just smart wrestling booking too because he did lose on Saturday, so he had to get a big victory in his hometown or his home country. So I didn't mind any of this. It just made me so excited about the future to the point I'm talking through my teeth like I'm Sid Justice, the master and ruler of the world. Up. And then we had a sit down with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. And I went, yep. This is the greatest roar of all time. Byron Saxton was on hosting duties and he's so good at these things because he acts so innocent. And he wanted to talk to Rhea about what happened with Beth Phoenix. And Ripley was like, listen, I don't want to talk about Beth Phoenix. She's in the past now. We're looking forward towards WrestleMania and Charlotte Flair. And once again, this is clever because Rhea Ripley should beat the Queen at WrestleMania and then you can boo the Beth Phoenix feud. And because Byron was like, no, I do want to talk about Beth. Don was like, listen, bye. If you don't shut up, I'm going to do to you what I used to do to people behind bars. So there he is, everybody. Dominic Mysterio, the greatest sports entertainer ever. Ripley then assured us that Charlotte's kingdom will come crumbling down come early April. And they are going to have a stare off. That's what you do in wrestling when things get serious on Friday night. When Dommy Boy was like, oh, well, you're going to Smackdown, are you? I do believe my dad is there, so why don't I come too? So look at us building cards here. We'll do everything we need to do with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and then we can have the Mysterios face off, and we should do that at WrestleMania 2. Of course, I don't mean WrestleMania 2. <laughs> that happened back in 1985. Imagine you did. They went in the DeLorean. We're not going to get taken off track here. Point is, this rocked up. Also, imagine anyone had predicted this pairing coming together, because they are such badasses. Like when Rhea was down in NXT or Dominic was running away from Seth Rollins who was poking people's eyes. This is why wrestling's so good. More interviews after this. Kathy Kelly was chatting to Austin Theory. He admitted that he had taken a right beating in that chamber, but go back and look who was in that. Five of the best in the world. And who is still the US champion? If you didn't watch it, it is indeed Austin Theory. He should talk about this till the cows come home. 
It's only going to help him. It's also important to know that earlier in the day, WWE had announced on social media that in a few weeks, John Cena is coming back to Raw. And Theory, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, was super pissed off about this because why isn't anyone talking about his Elimination Chamber victory when we're talking about Mr. Hustle, loyalty and respect? <laughs> so there's some more seed planting. We are going to do that match for WrestleMania. And as I've told you a few times, Austin Theory should win. Don't at me. We are also going to get Theory versus Edge later because they did set that up in the press conference after the Elimination Chamber. And of course, this is so that Austin can beat another legend. But we'll get to that later. Because before then... <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Because after months of teasing and building, although admittedly on social media, we did do Mustafa Ali versus Dolph Ziggler, and I checked my non-existent watch. I think it went 120 seconds. What? The big takeaway, or at least I think, is that when Mustafa Ali was doing his entrance, and when he had won, that's right, he won, and was walking to the back, he kind of acted like an over-the-top good guy in a way that would make you look at him and go, meh, you're being a bit of a jackass. I don't like you. Now, they were able to do this really cool thing when they reversed the Famouser when somehow Ali stood on his hands and then he hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment surprise roll-up and he got the one, two, three. Now, I'm kind of baffled by this because if you were giving them 10 minutes, I bet they would have had an awesome match. But then I was like, okay, let's say we had done that. Isn't this way more intriguing? When I tap into my brain, I think the answer is yes. I mean, mostly I just want it to allow Ali to do something bigger down the line because he's kind of turned into Baron Corbin. You can give him any kind of a role. He'll just shrug his shoulders and go, yeah, I can do that. I'm pretty damn good. So, of course, we have to bring down the counter and we add another one onto there across both WWE and AEW when it comes to roll-ups and we'll absolutely break 100. But also, this is a positive Pete show, so I am going to give this an up. And going back to the nut individuals that go, Simon, you never give a down. No. It's the whole point of the show. It's meant to make you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. Mr. Maurice were then backstage and basically just making out. And given that a cameraman was there filming all of it, I was like, well, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What are you doing? Kevin Kelly decided this was also the perfect time to have an interview with them. When Maurice gave the Miz an anniversary gift, the tease being that we will find out what it is next week on Raw. I was a bit like, well, I don't really care about your anniversary gift, but maybe I should. Kelly also wanted to talk about Seth Rollins, because of course what happened with Logan Paul, but Miz wasn't interested in any of this, although those two are going to face each other later, and as far as the Miz is concerned, he will win. I mean, he would say that, otherwise he'd sound like a dick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Then, however, it was Cody Rhodes time. All right. Now, Cody got his big old entrance, and if he does become the world champion one day, he's probably going to turn into a pyrotechnic because he had so many fireworks here. But before he could say anything, Paul Heyman appeared on the big screen. He had both titles around his neck again, so if you only tune in for Cody segments and it's the first time you ever watched WWE, you are still going to think that Paul Heyman is the WWE champion, and you have no idea how happy that makes me. Paul also was wearing a neck brace, given what Kevin Owens had done to him at the pay-per-view, <coughs> premium live event, when he went in on Rhodes like, listen, fool, you ain't gonna beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but let's say that you do. Do you know what it takes to be the WWE Champion? You gotta be here, you gotta be there, you gotta be everywhere. No seeing your wife, no seeing your daughter. And do you know who else told a tale like this? Your brother, when he used to drop stories about Daddy Dusty. I was like, ruh-roh. You also kinda teased that maybe, just maybe, the head of the table would go around and have sex with his wife before Paul was like, nah, he wouldn't do that because he's a happily married man. But I may do it. That's it. I just broke. We ain't in Kansas anymore, Toho. This thing got so damn good, though, because Cody turned right into the camera and he's like, listen, Roman, you and I haven't gone face to face yet, but maybe we should. Stop sending this goober around, because the countdown is on, and I have to finish the story. Pew, pew, pew. It's fireworks at WrestleMania. So they absolutely hit a home run with this, and I'm totally in, especially because listen to this truth bomb like I live in 1984. If it was meant to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns, which apparently it was, but now we're not doing, it likely means that come WrestleMania 39, Roman was still going to be the champion on the following night's Raw. The Rock weren't going to win those titles. So does that mean Cody is also going to lose? Stick that in your ear and think about it. So we do have to watch this space, but honestly, it is amazing that we have gone from the Sami Zayn program into the Cody Rhodes program and the fire just continues to burn. I am giving this an easy up. Which is when somebody then went, you know what? We should build this Oscar up more. You damn right. The best thing that happened about the Empress of Tomorrow over the weekend is that my sister decided to watch some wrestling for like the third time in her life. And her major takeaway, which is what she texted me, that's what I'm doing here, was, wow, this Oscar is pretty good, isn't she? Once again, I was chuckling because I responded saying, sounds like somebody wasn't ready. That went completely over her head. And no, she's not bald too. It was also Oscar versus Nikki Cross, and I do understand the criticism here. Nikki really kicked her ass, but ultimately, does it matter? And the answer is no, because when all is said and done, Oscar locked in that rings of satin type maneuver she's been doing. Nikki Cross gave up, and Oscar continues heading to WrestleMania. This all tied into the fact that at the very start of the match, Bianca Belair came out, and this was absolutely killing me, because we kept cutting to her, and when somebody did a kick out, she was just like, nope, they kicked out. And when they did a good move, she was like, yeah, 
that was a good move. We probably should have just put her on commentary. At one point too, Nikki was also able to hit this DDT type thing onto the ring apron. Given I can't really do skip to the moment, given my situation, just hang on. Hey Liz, what's the hardest part of the ring? Ugh, everyone knows that. The ring apron. Ah, the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring. All of this, of course, led to a big stare down between Oscar and Bianca Belair. While it was kind of friendly, Oscar then got that blue mist in her mouth and kind of went and spat it around her mouth. And obviously Belair was freaked out about this. Like, imagine that happened at work. You went up to Tim. You're like, right, Tim? And Tim went, and then he had blue lips. You're like, yeah, I don't want to talk to Tim anymore, but this is getting it up. Not necessarily Tim. I'm also super duper excited about this WrestleMania match because I kind of want both people to win. And when you want both people to win, joy is coming into your face. Wait. Kathy Kelly was back next because she had gone and found Carmella. And she was all like, oh, Carmella, what are you going to do at WrestleMania? And fair play to Carm. She was like, well, I don't know. It's only been 48 hours since the premium live event. You've got to give me a little while, but I tell you who I do want to beat up, Oscar. And I was like, okay. Can we just be a little bit scared of her? She is a Fruit Loop. Kelly was just desperate to chat to everyone on this night though, because as soon as Carmella had left, she saw Seth Rollins. So she went up to him and went, hey Seth, let's have a chat. And of course Rollins just went, that's what he does. This was really good though, because this was Seth on a whole new level. He is so mad about what Logan Paul did at Elimination Chamber, that he is now gonna find a social media star and he's gonna whoop his ass. Now, he is gonna face The Miz later, and all of this ties in, and uh, it's basically turned Rollins back into a psychopath. I liked it. And speaking of the granddaddy of them all, <laughs> my word. But we cut to MVP, who was still mad at Brock Lesnar for kicking Bobby Lashley in the balls because he thinks he's a coward. When he went, look who's next to me. His name is Omos, and he is challenging you to a match at WrestleMania. And I kind of froze like a T-Rex was looking for me because I couldn't believe it. Now I doubt this will actually go down. I bet we do something before then, like just a random match on Raw. But what the hell is happening with Brock Lesnar and WrestleMania? Especially because there's a segment later when Bobby Lashley makes this even more confusing. So now I don't know what to do. I mean, nobody had this on their bingo card and I just think we have to wait and see. Because again, you'll find this out in a minute. It actually could be Omos versus Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Versus Bray Wyatt, we'll get there. Because before that, we had to do the thing with Seth Rollins we were just talking about. He was taking on The Miz. And this was exactly what you think it would be. I thought it was a more than passable and fun match. But we need to talk about the finish, where WWE did one of their silly things, but this time actually made it click. I shouldn't have done it. Because after Seth Rollins had hit a bunch of curb stomps, the referee was like, you can't keep doing this to this fallen man. He's already dead. And when Rollins did do it one last time, the referee looked at The Miz and was like, well, he's not going to move, is he? And he stopped the thing. Now, this never makes sense to me because in wrestling, the whole point is to beat your opponent and then pin him. But we still gave the match to Seth. And now, if you're Logan Paul, you better be like, uh-oh, I've woken up the beast. But basically what has happened here is that WWE has found another story that I cared about. And once again, I never saw this coming. I never thought in my wildest dreams we'd see Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul but it could actually steal the show at WrestleMania. Look at me, I ain't kidding, I'm giving it up. Adam Pearce then found Carmella and decided, you know what, Carmella, if you do want your match with Oscar, you can, when his phone rang and it was Chelsea Green. And flub me sideways, do I like Chelsea Green? Because she was absolutely livid in the sense that somebody had sent her to Ottawa, Illinois, as opposed to Ottawa, Canada. 
And this is when Pierce smiled a little bit, like, well, that doesn't sound very fun, does it? Like, maybe he did it on purpose. She started to complain, so Pierce hung up the phone, and I just have to hold my hands up. I really like this. I think it's a great character. I think you can have so much fun with it. And the fact that Green doesn't have an ego about it at all, in the sense she got thrown out of the Royal Rumble really quickly, and she loses at the moment every single match, well, it just makes it better. So I had a chat with the Finger of Power, and this is giving it up. Sorry. And then we got one of the greatest one-two back-to-back segments ever. Because we had this, which was essentially goofy wrestling, and we went right into more goofy wrestling. Because the Alpha Academy, <coughs> excuse me, because the Alpha Academy were just looking in the mirror going, oh man, we're models now, isn't it great? When Bronson Reed turned up and was all like, is this how you get ready for matches now? And Chad Gable and Otis were like, yes, yes it is. Gable said he was on the verge of something amazing because he is a wonderful man, when of course Bronson and Otis stared off. And we are going to have a match later. I'm just going to do it now. I'm giving this an up. The fact that both these guys now want to be in the maximum male models for no reason. Look at me. It makes me happy. I also think at one point Reed threatened to kill Chad because he was like, I'm going to put you in a full body cast. I'm sorry. If somebody casts up your whole body, you're likely going to die. And speaking of having stupid fun... WWE then hit a triple header because it was Bailey's talk show Ding Dong Hello. This thing is absolutely fabulous. Bailey didn't de greet us and told us that it was family day in Canada, so she was so happy to be spending it with her family, which was of course Dakota Kai and EO Sky, when Becky Lynch interrupted and thankfully said the words that I needed her to say because she was like, You guys are talking about those women's tag team titles like you defend them every week. No, you don't. You'd do so little with them, they're all dusted up. Becky didn't think it was right they went all the way to WrestleMania without accepting some kind of a challenge. And after Bells was like, well, who are you going to team up with? Your daughter? You don't have no friends. Of course, who returned to the show? It was Lita. She came out and did her whole dance because she loves to do that. And Bailey was like, look, you've done nothing to earn a shot at this. But very sadly, she forgot this was a marquee match, so WWE's absolutely going to do it. Sky and Kai also seemed annoyed when Bales did accept all this, because they're like, we don't want to take on Becky Lynch and Lita. And the best thing about all of this is that when the two good guys got in the ring, <laughs> Bailey was like, look, if you're going to interrupt my show, you better use the door. You have no idea how much I enjoyed these three segments. So I do totally admit this was random, and I think we are doing it next week, but people are obviously going to tune into this. You can figure out why. I think Byron Saxton was then told, listen, whoever gets the most backstage interviews this evening will win a cookie, because he was then chatting to Candice DeRay, and he was like, hey, why don't we talk about Johnny Gargano, especially because old John tried to kill himself in the Elimination Chamber. Just as she was about to speak on this, though, Nikki Cross appeared, and she was acting all weird. She whispered something to Candice, and then she ran away. Now, actually, Byron was a very good journalist here, totally unbiased, because he was like, well, what did she say? And Nikki Cross told us because she went, well, apparently she doesn't have any friends anymore. And I was like, well, that's an absolute lie. The other day, she became best buds with Michael Cole. So maybe this is me dreaming, but it did kind of feel like maybe, just maybe in the future, sanity could get back together. And I really hope that does happen because none of the guys got their due. But for now, we sit on it. And you know the famous words, wait and see was. And then Bronson Reed kind of destroyed Chad Gable. Now this was always going to happen because that's what Bronson has been doing recently. But thankfully we still gave Gable this amazing spot where he German suplexed Bronson Reed and I went absolutely nuts and just shouted at the top of my lungs, I feed his aid. It also got even more amazing because he only lost 
Jude is distracting. Because at one point, he looked outside the ring and he saw Otis chatting to the maximum male models. <laughs> because he wasn't paying attention, Bronson Reed slammed him. He hit the tsunami. One, two, three. Now, here is the thing. I can't get mad at it because I love how ridiculous this story is. And eventually, either Otis and Chad Gable is going to go into the models of maximum. And that is just going to make me do a backflip because you know the deal. I don't need to keep saying it. I love goofy wrestling. I also like the fact that somebody went, well, maybe we should try and protect Chad Gable. But I did not think that Bronson Reed needed this, given that everybody else he's seen, he's squashed like a bug. WWE does also rely way too much on this kind of shenanigans, and they did do it throughout this show, so we do have to give it a down. But then I do a complete 180, and I give the rest of it an up, because as long as I'm having fun, I don't care. It's wrestling, the most important of the least important things. And then we jobbed out Elias. Why not? He was in the ring going, oh, I love rig boogs, but I hate rig boogs, and maybe we should be a team, and maybe we shouldn't be a team. When Bobby Lashley came out, I was like, I don't care about this. He just destroyed him. He finished him off with the hurt lock before he got on the mic and said, man, the hurt lock's pretty good, and that nobody in the back is able to break this, and if anybody is going to try him, such as Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, or Elias, they'll be struck down too. So you see my conundrum from earlier, the flub is happening. I absolutely have no clue, and it's left me part terrified and part excited. Because if we did do that five-way, the internet is going to melt down. And honestly, not in my wildest dreams would I have ever seen that coming. Edge then did a big interview with Byron Saxton, which means I do think Byron won this evening when it came for interviews. Good for him. This was to tease the fact that the Rated R Superstar is done with the Judgment Day, but we'll get to that in just one second, and that he's now going to go out in front of his hometown fans and become the United States Champion. I'll tell you he did not do that because he lost. Now, I actually thought this was a really fun match, and Austin Theory kept trying to cheat throughout all of it, but it's the ending I want to discuss more, because due to time constraints, I wasn't able to go nuts about this when we were doing the Elimination Chamber ups and downs, but this new version of Finn Balor Man is absolutely tremendous. Because not only is he properly over the top and somewhat ridiculous, he hates Edge so much that he would just shout it over and over again. So here, he just ran to the ring, he booted Adam Copeland right in the head, Austin Theory hit the A-10 down, and he won one, two, three. Finn then tied all of this in because he hit three skull-crushing finales, and he had this bonkers look upon his face. And obviously this killed the crowd dead because they wanted to see Edge, Mr. Canada, win. But of course it also means we can set up for their big Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania, where now the rumor is we may get a new version of the Demon Finn. And if we tie it into his persona now, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall over. You also get the good point that Austin Theory once again won in dastardly ways. So I actually thought this all tied in here, even though, yes, I understand the criticism. Why did we go to Canada and basically have two finishes to shows that were really sad and depressing? Well, sometimes that's just what you're going to do but I am giving it a laugh. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And between SmackDown and the Elimination Chamber and this, I am just having a whale of a time when it comes to WWE. You can feel that we are on the road to WrestleMania. Now, so now please do click one of the videos on the screen to continue watching what culture wrestling content. And I'm sure one of them will be an ups and downs. You may not have seen it yet. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe and leave a comment below calling me an absolute nerd. Then of course you can go to whatculture.com. You can follow us on social media. But more importantly, you can have the best day ever, which is all that I want. You take care of yourself. See you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.